Dun, dun. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and that sample you just heard was Candy in Spanish by 16, who I've got on the show with me right now. They've got a new album called Dream Squasher, set to release via Relapse Records on June 5th, and right now I'm being joined by Bobby to share some stories about the music, share more info about the band. So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on and making some some tasty, delicious tunes. All right, get back from the track Candy in Spanish, which is definitely a tasty tune. And I can't remember how to say candy in Spanish. But I guess my big question is, what is this track about? Is it about translating words or is it about Mexican candy or Spanish candy? What is this track about? He just pretty much nailed it all the above. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's... It was originally called dulce. Dulce is the word candy for Spanish, so we thought that had a, a better ring. Uh, and it's it's you know to be uh, to be cheesy. It's about a it's about a girl, uh, except not uh, the romantic kind, more of the relative kind. So uh, you know we didn't look uh, far for inspiration, and uh, you know more people need to write metal songs about their kids. Anyways, is the way we feel. Oh. Yeah, dad metal or something. <laughs> if the shoe fits, we'll wear it, I always say. <laughs> exactly. Post melodic dad core. Exactly. <laughs> something there. Very cool. And so I'm speculating then. I mean, I guess take a little bit further into that because I'm a dad and I'm about to have uh, a little girl entering the world here in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, it uh, the idea touches my heart. So, I guess the question is what about the the relative uh female caused some inspiration what is the track about um it's more like a cautionary tale like don't turn out like your dad uh you know there's a bridge part that just say uh you know uh don't fail just like i did uh so it's not all happy and roses it's more of a you know sitting down and writing a cautionary tale to your daughter to uh that inherently they are better than us, but uh, almost a warning: don't turn out like your parents. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, the we, go ahead. If we have to get conceptual about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of research uh, as of late that suggests that dads are significantly more important than we have allowed ourselves to think we are over the last few centuries of humankind. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I, I think for a long time they thought we were just sperm donors. So <laughs> that and that and uh, money making machines that may or may not yeah. have a pulse. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, we actually have to be there. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Groovy. Now I've got the notes here that you're taking care of both guitar and vocals, and so. I'm curious with regard to the track "Candy in Spanish." I mean, maybe take us a little bit through um, the music side of it. Um, you know, when you guys were crafting this album, at what stage did you guys have, I guess, the sound that you were going for to call it the album? Was it was it "Candy in Spanish"? No, um, I think one of the earliest ones was the other song that that me and the dog die together. Uh, we have been playing that live and on tour for a couple of years. Um, you know, we have a pretty consistent creative arc. Uh, like I always say, we, we don't reinvent the wheel. However, you know, 
and we don't take things too seriously. Uh, you know, it's a band. It's not a cure for cancer. Uh, we just keep pressing forward as a, a means of expression, but also, you know, tour, write songs. Um, we wrote a lot of songs for this album, um, maybe 17 or 18. And then, uh, you know, I think what was a 10 that made the cut. So we, we do, um, and that's a little different than uh, that we've done in the past. Um, our guitarist, uh, Alex Schuster, uh, he wrote this song. Um, and it's still in keeping with us, but uh, it's just a little more kind of awkward sounding on the verse with the, uh, you know, the whole uh, chunky start-stop thing. Um, but like I always say, like, you know, we, tr we try to uh, creatively reach and destroy what we've done in the past, and we end up sounding pretty much like it. So, uh, you know, it's a slow evolution, I guess, creatively, which I'm fine with. Yeah. No, you know, ACDC is always the one who, uh, what is it? They, uh, they said, you know, we've, you guys have written the same album, you know, 20 times. And he says, no, we've written the same song a hundred times. So I'm kind of down with that. <laughs> just, you know, just refining, <laughs> refining your craft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, uh, discovered the brand that makes, uh, them sell records and they just went, well, we can do that again. So let's do that again. Uh, we're like, we're like that without the selling records part. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Groovy. All right. Well, let's go listen to the next track. Me and the dog die together, die together, which is a very sad, oddly titled with, if I remember correctly, a fairly upbeat tune. I mean, as upbeat as, you know, I think the, the tracks can be a, a higher tempo, if I recall from candy in Spanish, or am I confusing them? No, no, it's, it's a, a, you know, a kind of four on the floor rocker. Uh, you know, we kind of wanted a, a, a motorhead type feel. Um, it does. I think you can hear the Fu Manchu influence on it. there. uh, definitely an influence on us. And, you know, I've, we played with them when we were like 17 years old. So, um, I, I think that, uh, it's pretty standard fare for us. Yeah. Now, what is this track about? Is it about space exploration? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we were like kind of at the offset of like, let's, let's, you know, what would be, the right term for us creatively since we've done this kind of bum you out, hate yourself sludge metal for, you know, 25, 29 years, whatever. Uh, so we're like, okay, let's make like a total positive song. And literally the best thing we could come up with was I love my dog so much. If he dies, I'm going to kill myself. So uh, that was kind of a, a tongue in cheek thing. So that's, that's what the song is about. Uh, it's basically not looking far for, uh, inspiration. The inspiration is there at your feet with your dog just staring at you. Uh, and again, along with kids, I don't think there's enough metal songs about dogs either. Uh, so, you know, we're, tr we're trying to keep it, keep the reality in metal and uh, not look far for an, uh, an inspiration. Now, the video with the dogs that went to space uh, in uh, 
I think it's called Malaga. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, I'm probably ruining it. But there's a city in Spain that has a Russian space museum, and there's a whole part of the space museum that is dedicated to the dogs that they sent up in space. And there's this propaganda uh, where, they, you know, well, they're, they're obviously fucking heroes. They're dogs that survived and went to space. And so we always just thought that was so cool. Um, and, you know, given the opportunity and right now you can't really cast a music video. Uh, we had a different concept initially. We were going to, you know, put a bunch of dogs in our, our friends, uh, old Lincoln town car, like a vintage Lincoln town car, uh, and have him drive around listening to the song, uh, rocking out with the dogs. Um, but, uh, our current, uh, pandemic situation kind of drove it to our concept number two, which was, let's really celebrate the dogs they sent to space. Um, you know, human, human hubris. Uh, but, uh, so it's all found, you know, found archival footage that uh, I don't think a government can sue us for. <laughs> Very true. Very true indeed. Uh, and then just one other question I, I have is, especially since you're the guitar player, I can ask these questions. I absolutely dig the guitar tone on the record. And so I'm just curious how you guys ended up crafting that for the album. Um, I'm like a big believer in the basics. Uh, so there's, um, it's a, a 5150 and a, a dual rectifier. And it's literally the, the 5150 is the same, uh, the same amp I've used since 1993. Uh, and that's that's the tone. Um, there's no pedal involved. Uh, dual rectifier is Alex's. I know he's had that in his personal position for like 15 years. Um, you know, there might be some plugins, uh, but the meat the meat of our guitar sound is just those two amps working together: uh, a Fender Jaguar baritone and a Gibson SG baritone. Uh, we use EMG pickups. And uh, no pedals at all other than tuners. So that's just the sound of amps all out. And that's kind of how we do it. And also, it's really, it makes touring a lot easier because we don't have a million pedals to fail uh, on stage. So we, we try to keep our what we call our failure points very low. It's just amp, tuner, guitar. That's it. Yeah. And, and then crank, crank the amps. Exactly. One of my nine volts is out. I got to figure out which one staring down at a sea of pedals. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, they're fun. I have a bunch of pedals, but man, if it's going to go wrong on tour, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not if it's when. So I just, and, and I really, I'm a fan of, again, of, you know, ACDC, uh, like bad religion and other people that just essentially plug straight in. Uh, I know Dino from a uh, fear factory used to just have a tuner and a crazy uh, modded Marshall to get that sound. And I don't think you can mess with any of those people that I mentioned, their rhythm sounds. So I think less is more when it comes to it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you dug the track Me and the Dog Die Together and you want to check out that space footage you mentioned earlier, you can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. You can check out the music video. And if you dug the two tracks Candy in Spanish and Me and the Dog Die Together, then you'll be super excited to know that on June 5th came a full album via Relapse Records called Dream Squasher. Now... Uh, when it comes to the album, uh, Bobby, we've been chatting quite a bit about it, but these two tracks, Candy in Spanish and Me and the Dog Die Together, is that 
what we should expect from the album? Um, I guess stylistically, yes. There's uh, there is some kind of left turn moments. There's uh, we have a song called Agora about being agoraphobic, um, and that has a, a longer with a harmonica intro, but it comes into the same kind of riff dirge or riff dirge we're kind of known for. Uh, and then there's another song called Sadlands where we definitely uh, show the deep purple influence on our sleeves. Uh, there's a Hammond organ, there's melodic kind of, uh, you know, classic rock vocals. Uh, that video comes out on uh, June 4th along with the album. So uh, that's a bit of a left turn for us. But other than that, um, nope, those two songs are pretty much what we sound like. And uh, just vary the tempos and the riffs, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> Again, not reinventing the wheel over here. So. <laughs> we actually recorded the same song and then just moved the tempo around inside of Logic. And if we went up or faster, we went down. And it just. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I guess one of my other questions was going to be, you know, you guys mentioned that you wrote 17 or 18 songs, only 10 made the cut. So I guess my question is when it came to building Dream Squasher, what was the intention with, you know, what was it about maybe the other songs didn't make it? What was it about, you know, the 10 or so that did make it? Um, well, we wanted to, you know, make a cohesive album uh, where there's, you know, peaks and valleys. So if we had a couple songs that were very similar, um, sometimes it was like written with the same goal in mind where they're so similar that, and also you need to accept that not everything you do is going to be good. Not every song is going to be a keeper. You got to remove your ego from that and say, well, right, what makes this album better? And um, reach a, you know, bring other people in um, not just me as a songwriter, Alex as a songwriter, cannot make it a consensus that what are our strongest performances here instead of I did it, it needs to be on the album. You need to think think beyond that for sure. Yeah, makes, makes sense. I was sitting down with uh, a musician who'd been, his band has been popular, well, I don't know about popular, but anyway, They've been at it for like 25, 30 years, and something he mentioned that I will always remember is don't be afraid to kill your darlings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, what part of you is hanging on to it? Is it that you spend so much time on it, or can you detach and actually listen to it with without the context of your emotional attachment to it? Uh, and not everything makes the cut, you know? So there has to be some kind of QC and, and and I'm not talking about sitting around waiting for inspiration. I'm talking about like getting to work and just writing 20 songs and accepting that five of those might be good. Yeah. Just suddenly started getting really deep and thinking that people think that they came up with the C chord. And that's why, you know. I know. Because this yeah, C chord is mine. Like, no, like the C chord was around long before you. You're just using it, man. So move on. Yeah. Kick some more dirt on on that grave. So. That's right. Beautiful. All right. Well, speaking of squashing dreams and graves, um, unless there's anything else you wanted to throw out there, Bobby, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Hey, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> 